Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Back uh, in Australia where we find uh, Andrew Voss is uh, waiting for us, as he always is at this time, and we're grateful of that. And, uh, Vossie, we have got some uh, NRL stuff to get our teeth into this morning as well. Uh, it appears that uh, Brandon Smith uh, has made some really nice comments about uh, possibly the Roosters after this world tour he did. Um, but it's uh, a bit disrespectful for to the Storm, I would imagine, bearing in mind that he's going to be there for another year. Uh, good morning, Smithy. Look, I have to go on the attacks right on this one. I can't get this to call it a scene. I think it's a disgrace. I really do. I mean, I, I put my cards on the table. Brandon Smith, great player, like great player. Love watching him play, love his personality, his good fun and all those things, but I don't know what planet he lives on. I mean, he's an employee of Melbourne. Um, he's already had the uh, white powder scandal in this off-season where he had the you know, issue an apology to club, fans, coach, sponsors, blah, 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 blah. Well, he's got to come out and do the same today, but what, what will it mean? The glowing praise of the Roosters was just extraordinary. I mean, it's just... He's basically said they're better than my club. I want to win a premiership for that club. I mean, this is rubbish. You you are being paid by the Melbourne Storm this week, Brandon, next week, the week after that, all the way till at least October 31 next year. That's who you, that's who you serve and that's who you praise. You, know, you can respect opponents, but, gee, I think it's kicking the sand in the face again of club, sponsors, fans, coach, I can't believe that he said that. He must, have, he must have thought the podcast is being heard by no one, that, that no one is listening, and I can say whatever I like. But I think it's a disgrace. I think it is so disrespectful to the Melbourne club. Uh, well, you know, we've had a very similar scenario to this uh, over the last day or so with uh, Adi Savia, who captained the All Blacks this year. As, as start, part of our starting 15, every time we pick a 15, Adi Savia is an automatic choice. Uh, coming out and saying he'd really, really like now to play for Manu Samoa. I mean, I, I, it's pretty similar in that regard. Yeah, look, I'll tell, I tell you another angle to this, Smithy. I reckon, and you won't hear it publicly, I reckon the Roosters are filthy, absolutely filthy, because they actually, and Brandon said in the interview that they went to great lengths to keep this a secret and going back to all the league. That's right, to keep it a secret. Then for him to reveal every... Uh, blow by blow, what Trent Robinson fed mm. me, the, the wine, the, you know, we're out on the golf course, he's polite. The Roosters don't want the way they do business being broadcast in such a fashion. They don't want to broadcast anytime, anywhere. What the hell was Brandon Smith thinking when he said all this? It's, it's one thing to be a personality, but there's time and place and 
things you can think but you just don't say. Brandon Smith, oh, don't go straight. He's wrong both clubs. So he's wrong Melbourne. He's going to employee. But letting all this detail out about the Roosters, a club that, you know, he's more than likely going to join, not until November next year, was wrong too in doing that. Uh, you know, they, they didn't want their business being aired in such a way. Yeah, no, that's, that is, that's crazy stuff indeed. Fortunately, there's been some relatively interesting other decisions for you to talk about, and the Dolphins announced their first signing in uh, Felici Kalfusi. Kalfusi. Yeah, well, look, you're getting a state of origin player, you're getting an international, but you are, you know, this is a classic case, you are getting him at the end of his career rather than, you know, your, your sight. Will, will he be the player he is now or in the last couple of seasons in, what is it, let's work it out, 2025? Yes, it's great to get origin representatives on board. And they, they've got to start somewhere. They've got to sign and he'll be handy black. But yes, it is a, a three-year commitment and, and he'll be well into his 30s by the time that finishes. So let's hope it is the tip of the, from the Dolphins' perspective. It's the tip of the iceberg and you've got to start signing players. But um, he can't be their biggest name, their signing. Uh, you know, there, there has to be more to it and there has to be some younger players that are going to take this club forward. They can't just be... Um, you know, a whole mismatch of players thrown together to get a, a, a side uh, on the field in 2023. There, there does have to be a side that also takes them forward into their, their first five seasons, really, three or four, five seasons. Um, so, and, and Wayne Bennett will achieve that, but it, it hasn't exactly been a flying start. I really thought the Dolphins would have a greater um, signing presence, and, and they've apparently spoken to quite a few, but Kafusi's the first to... Uh, to come on board, but um, if I'm if I'm you know hopping on their bandwagon, I want there to be a lot more and quickly. Yeah, is he the kind of player that's going to suggest to other players? Gosh, I've got to get there too. Well, well, you know, with the greatest respect, no. But it, but but you are signing a quality player. You you know, it's out of the Melbourne mm. system, Origin and and you know international. But again, it is the age. You're not signing. Well, okay, I'll use it. You're not signing Brandon Smith, are you? Brandon Smith would be seen as a, oh, great, you know, I'd sign him for five, six years um, and hope that mm. he's, you know, you know, a leader at the club, become one of the, you know, superstar players of the club. I don't think police, with the greatest of respect, fits that bill. You know, he's not he's right. not going to drive memberships, you know. He's not the, the, the poster boy for the... But still a valuable player, a player that you need and comes from a very good, you know, you know, he can be very proud of what he's achieved in the game. So it's a good signing, but it's not the, you know, the absolutely stop you in the track signing. Okay, right. Let's look at the Tigers scenario now with uh, 71-year-old Tim Sheens back on deck. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and as many to get Benji Marshall back into the fold. Look, I'm happy for the Tigers that there's some some uh, positivity around them. Um, in that, and, and the signing of Papali, he was was fantastic for them. But then, you know, you don't get time to really celebrate it too long. And then they had a little bit of drama around Luciano Leilua. We're then told that he'll stay there next year, and then he joins the Cowboys the year after. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how the the Sheens Maguire relationship does work. Um, I don't think Michael Maguire would think, you know, he's not, again, another one that won't say it publicly, but I don't think he needs anyone to hold his hand or tell him how to run a, you know, the football operations of the club and the team, um, a premiership winner in both sides of the world. But um, I, can, I think there'll be more positives than negatives about having Tim Sheens around the place. And, uh, you know, I think Benji will talk up 
Now, Benji's a good enough reference for mine. He he waxes lyrical about what Tim Sheens did for his career. Yes, it's a number of years on. In fact, it's 16 years on since they won the premiership under Tim Sheens. But you don't lose it. I think he's got you know, a, a, a great rugby league brain, Tim Sheens, and he'll, he'll have to be a positive influence. I don't think he'll be a negative influence on the team. The Eels um, look as if they need to sign some players for 2023 because at this stage they're, they're tending to be losing them hand over fist in various directions. Yeah, in the Australian press, Smithy, on the weekend, if our listeners weren't aware, um, Brad Arthur was quoted as saying we've never been in a better place, which is a very defiant comment to make, but you know, you're looking at it, oh, come on. <laughs> we've got three of our starting pack next year have already gone... Yeah, already signed elsewhere for the following season. We we could lose Junior Paulo in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, anyway, they're, they're just working from the coach, trying to talk it up as best he can. Well, I'll tell you, there, there's a little flow on from the Brandon Smith effect. How would Sam Verrills at the Roosters be thinking at the moment? You know, what would he be thinking if they're you know, courting Brandon Smith and signing him? Now, Sam is signed up until the end of 2024, a grand final winning hooker. <laughs> Gee, if, if I'm the Parramatta Reels, legally you can't, but you you're sort of putting out some messages there. Oh, I wonder if, he, if he'd be interested to leave. Would he be let go? You know, you, you ring the Roosters and say, can we negotiate with Sam? Can we talk to him? Because if you're signing Brandon Smith and Brandon wants to play hooker, well, where does that leave the incumbent at the Roosters? I don't think he wants to be, mm. you know, two years down the track, uh, you know, go back to being a 30 or 40 minute, 40 minute player. He wants to be an 80 minute player on the field. So it could be a, that, that could be the domino effect of um, Brandon Smith coming to the Roosters. Let's get away from uh, league for a minute or two if we, we can, Vossi, because there's plenty of other stuff going on uh, in your neck of the woods, including a new world champion boxer and George Cambosis Jr. Oh, yeah, a great story. Look, an inspiration to everyone, and, and, and the listeners can apply too. And I, 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 I describe this exactly as it was. He was the fat kid. He was the fat kid that got bullied at school. That, that is the... The sum of how he got into boxing, his dad saw that. He was playing for a club down in the Cronulla Sutherland Shire, the, the guy Mia Gorillas, the junior club. Um, and his dad thought at 11 years of age he's being bullied. This will help his fitness, you know, help his self-esteem. Got him into, book, into boxing as an 11-year-old. And look at this now. At, at 28, he's a world champion, a holder of four belts. He's calling himself the emperor. He's even bigger than the king, he said. He's got all four belts. Have a look at him on the greatest boxer the country's ever produced. Well, that's him shouting from the rooftops. He can be proud of what he's achieved. But I, I just think that's the inspiring element of the story. The kid that was bullied, he was bullied because he was overweight. The, you know, podgy kid. Dad gets him into boxing, some good direction, some, some good positive influence. The bloke's now a world champion. All those that bullied him all those years back, how are they feeling today? Um, he has mm. really let his club student talk. He was a great fight too. It was just a fantastic fight. Um, no, a, a, a huge win, and, and it's a massive story here in Australia today. Back page of the paper. That's fantastic. Uh, he might have even taken Pat Cummins and Steve Smith uh, or, and uh, Tim Payne off the back page of the paper. That's uh, how big it is. How has that, um, that combo gone down in terms of that, that announcement? Uh, has that been well received uh, amongst the media well, and the Australian public as such? Yeah. Well, Smithy, I've got to say, having been on air on SEN in, in Sydney now for, for over a year, any time that Steve Smith's name has come up for a discussion about possible captain, I will tell you honestly that the the opinion has probably leaned towards no, not getting another opportunity. This is the middle ground. It's the vice-captaincy. I don't know how people 
get their head around him. And Pat Cummins could go down, oh, touch wood, it doesn't happen, but he could have a hamstring injury, you know, before the first test and be out for three. It could be out for all summer. Does that mean Steve Smith is mm. captain? But it seems to me that the majority is happy that Steve Smith is vice-captain, not captain. <laughs> but, you know, he's not just token. He, he might have to leave. I'm happy for Steve Smith. I, you know, I, if the penalty is what it was, you know, then, then, he, then he has served his time. He has served his time and, and can come back. Um, so he's part of that leadership team. As for Cummins, you know, Smithy, I don't know how much you've had to do with him, but he's just such an impressive uh, young man, an impressive cricketer um, on and off the field. Um, and he, he really is someone to be inspired by. George Gombosis, Jr., difference of the story. But Cummins has had his own battles with injury when he first came into the test side. You know, for a few summers there, we just didn't see or hear of him. Um, but now he's back as one of the best cricketers in the world, and now he's captain of his country. Um, I, I think um, I think he'll do the job. He's, he's that sort of person. I think he can take on any challenge thrown at him, and I think he'll be a, an outstanding captain for Australia. Well, I can give you three names, pretty well-known names in Australia that are absolutely <laughs> anti, anti-Steve Smith. Uh, Shane Warne, quite openly, uh, has said, no, he can't be captain of, of Australia ever again. Uh, Kim Hughes, I went to a luncheon in, in Perth where Kim Hughes said, I'm disgusted by the fact that we even think about picking this guy again, let alone making him captain again. Um, and Ian Chapel recently, a cheat is always a cheat. So that's pretty tall timber there. Yeah, well, Wardy's point was that, look, you don't even consider Dave Warner. <clears throat> then how can you consider Steve Smith? So, you know, Warner's in, um, you know, in the bad books for all time. He'll never even get a look into it, despite his experience in, uh, you know, across all three forms of the game. Um, and look, the other player, we barely hear him. He's still batting around in the domestic ring. You can follow his progress, and he's still making runs. Cameron Bancroft, but he hasn't got to mention anywhere. You know, it was mm. said that Marcus Harris was the logical, you know, gets the chance. Well, Marcus Harris not setting the world on fire, and you know, Cameron Bancroft does not get a mention anywhere. So he's just a forgotten man. So, yeah, you know, I can appreciate that point. But I'm saying for those who actually handed down the punishment, then the punishment yeah. was served. You know, the, 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 the penalty was served. If you were going to ban him for life, you had to ban him for life at the time. You can't retrial him again. Um, he, he has served his time, and now he's back in that leadership group. I mean, he's in the team. If he doesn't have the letters next to his name, he's still a leader out on the field. He'd be mad. Cummins would be mad not to go to Steve Smith or, or Dave Warner, for that mm. matter, when they're talking about the tactics and field placement. Well, of course, you know, a leadership group is exactly that. You, you, you draw on the experience. That's good captaincy, I would have thought, you know, to, to leave your ears open and your eyes open to ideas from experienced players in your team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely dead right, and they will, and he'll be very prominent. Don't you worry about it. And I'll tell you what, the uh, the Fox cameras or whoever, the seven cameras, they'll be in on Steve Smith. They might even have a dedicated camera uh, just to his input into where this is going when they're on the park collectively. So uh, don't worry about that, uh, Vossi. Just just finally, um, my old mate, uh, great crowd at the WBBL final, 15,500. Really warming to this competition from uh, the girls' point of view. Oh, let me tell you, for women's sport in this country, the uh, weekend was a great triumph. Um, we had the Matildas playing, our, our women's football team playing the USA in Sydney. Biggest ever crowd, 36,000 people went along to watch. That wasn't the result, they had for USA winning 3-0. Oh. And they'll play again tomorrow night. But, um, yeah, the WBBL, it's been a bit tough this, this, this season because of um, COVID and Travel restrictions and there have been, but like the travelling will be. To be honest, if you went out and surveyed 
people, where are these two teams playing today? No one would really be sure. They've played up in Mackay. They've played in the states all over the place. Um, but in the final, um, Perth Scorchers getting the, um, getting the, the chocolates uh, against a South Australian side, the Adelaide Strikers, that had come good late in the season. Um, so, no, WBBL very much on the landscape. And now we've got the BBL uh, starting this weekend. Uh, plenty of cricket to keep us entertained, that's for sure. Are you are you guys on uh, uh, on watch or on on a knife's edge over this new variant of COVID that uh, may be about to unleash around the world? Has there been oh, any sort of talk about it? Then? Well, yeah, yeah, we we had a lot of callers this morning about it, um, and and everyone thinking what a what a massive overreaction this is. I mean, I thought the idea is we were going yes, we're, we've all got our heads around we're going to live with this, but if we're going to react in this fashion and closing of borders and all of that, I mean. Israel have just shut their airport. There's no, no one coming into the country. Um, the latest news I can give you right now, Smithy, is that of the uh, passengers that flew into Sydney from African countries linked to this variant, we believe there may be as many as three positive cases in Sydney now um, doing their uh, quarantining. But well, well, they're going to review what rules we have in that regard. Um, meeting of uh, the National Cabinet coming up. We had international students here to come back into the country on Wednesday. Um, look, they're, they're basically being told they're in a holding pattern. They're meeting about that as well. So it's great disruption. Um, it feels like saying, you know what, different day. Uh, but, but, gee, we thought things were going to be different once we got to these high vaccination rates and the events of the weekend, perhaps not. Well, here we go again. Uh, there's the fear over here as well. Vossi, thank you very much. Very much for your, your time and your input this morning. Um, uh, very interesting. Thank you, mate. Good on you, Smithy. Have a great week.